You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Today on the Zabecast, who says there's no important news during a pandemic? I got one about a pit bull driving a car. And no, it's not Armando Christian Perez. Paul Charchian joined me to talk about the stupid toys and games we had as a kid, plus his five worst types of concert-ruining people. All that, plus someday we'll look back and laugh at this. Your Tuesday dose of normalcy in a global pandemic is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Tuesday, March 31st, 2020. Thank you for downloading. Looks like my area got put into detention. Maryland, midday, then Virginia announcing stay-at-home orders, including Virginia's stay-at-home order to last until June 10th. Oof. But it may change, they say, but still. It's the longest sentence yet issued by any governor of any state. And I'm not even sure what it really does, because my first thought was, holy shit, is the takeout ending? Because I am supporting the local restaurant economy every single night, for the most part. If the takeout ends, then I'm going to have to go to the grocery store and hoard. Luckily, apparently, did not include takeout. Luckily, it didn't seem to change anything. I think I saw a tweet that said golf courses are still going to be open to maintain and to play as long as it's done safely in the state of Virginia. Better than a lot of other states can say. Does it close Home Depot or Lowe's or other stores? What's essential? I I don't, I don't know exactly. I guess it's because there is too many people at the beaches in Virginia Beach area and that pissed off the governor in Maryland. There was a guy that had a bonfire, a bonfire for like 60 people and he was arrested. So yeah, yeah, this is the case of, you know what people you're going to ruin it for the rest of us. So knock it off. Bottom line is, as Lou Saban once said, get it done, get done, get it done. What's more, you gotta get it done. What's more, we gotta get it done. Let's start with a real pick-me-up story. Man facing charges after high-speed chase on I-5 with Pitbull in driver's seat. A Washington State man was arrested Sunday following a high-speed chase in which the suspect's Pitbull may have been driving the vehicle during part of the incident. Authorities have not publicly identified the 51-year-old man 
He is facing several charges, including DUI, reckless driving, hit-and-run, felony eluding. And I'm not sure if there's a crime for letting your dog drive the car on a police chase. Hey, Rover, you get in here. I got to go reload my gun. (laughs) Drive the car. Just keep it between the white lines. According to Troopers, the man was driving a 96 Buick when he allegedly struck two vehicles at the Boeing Access exit in Seattle. He then fled, was going upwards of 100 miles per hour at one point. And then uh, the driver left the freeway, drove onto a nearby Centennial Trail. The pursuit ended, uh, and he was detained. Troopers said the man told them he was teaching his dog how to drive. And the pit bull was found in the driver's seat while the man was steering the driving wheel. It's not clear if the pit bull would be charged with it. It's not clear if the pit bull would be charged in connection with the incident. This is from Como News. ComoNews.com. Everything seems to check out. Okay. It looks like it's a real story. So there you go. My first and only thought was Toonses. Toonses, the driving cat. An SNL classic, Steve Martin. With uh, Victoria Jackson. Yes. She was a vintage Snicky. Honey, you won't believe it. Toonses can drive a car. Toonses are cat? Yeah, come on, I'll show you. You need the visuals of this. If you haven't seen it, YouTube it. Go to the YouTube, as Bernie would say. See, I I told you he could drive. Tonsies, look out! (laughs) (laughs) Don't let your pets drive. Bottom line. Toons is the cat. Here. said he could drive. Well, I thought he could. I saw him up there fooling around with the steering wheel, and I I guess I just assumed he could drive. It's okay, honey. Anybody would think that. Hey, look! He's driving away! I guess he can drive. Yeah! Just not very well. <laughs> yeah, good old uh, Victoria Jackson, uh, born Miami, Florida. She's now 60. She looks all right for 60, but she was a she was a real underrated cute actress on SNL during that period. So, there you go. Dogs driving cars on high-speed police chases in the middle of a pandemic. What in the world has the universe come to? Let's talk to our man Charge North OD Border. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Attaboy, Charge. Hey, good day, Hoser. It is impossible to not sing that, for me at least. I don't know about you guys, but uh, we say hello to the great white north and our friend Paul Charchian from Minneapolis, St. Paul, fanball.com. 
Did charge. Did charge. How we doing, brother? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm, I've I've been thinking of you a lot this week because I'm I'm jealous. For the first time, I'm jealous of your baldness. Man, if you got you are in a good good spot right now. I'm I'm sitting here going, you know what? I'm going to be cutting my own hair in three weeks. And I don't even know how to do that. You, on the other hand, you are set. Yeah, we like to call those charge first hair problems. And most of us, especially us proud, bald Americans, don't give a fuck about your hair problems. <laughs> yeah, That's I know sure. it's 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 a tough it's a tough spot to be in. So wait, it? But so wait, and you, got, and, and you got a wonderful mop of hair, just a boyish uh, mop. That's fantastic. So, how often do you typically get it cut? Once a month? Uh, yeah, I'm a once. I'm a once. Uh, uh, well, my cadence, more specifically, is. Uh, after I go in three weeks later, I get a trim. And then two weeks after that, I get the full cut. So I've got a five week cadence and that works great. And trim, now, then in cut, fairness, trim, then yeah, cut, trim, trim, then cut. Yes. Wow. Now, in fairness, you might not even know this. I don't know if you know this or not. Um, uh, I had the hair transplant done like seven what? years ago. Yeah. You had plugs done? No, they're not plugs. It's a hair <laughs> transplant. That's that is plugs of the eighties. This is, um, it's, it's, it works great. So there was, uh, you know, my hair was starting to, I was starting to, I was starting to do what we all, most guys do in their forties, right? Hair was starting to recede. Right. And we had, we had an advertiser on the station that was, uh, and you that took was looking up for endorsers. It. So I'm like, you know what? You're going to give me a, you're going to give me a many thousand I never, dollar surgery. For I never nothing. knew. So it worked. Yes. Are it you happy great. with it? I'm delighted. Nobody, you would never know if you didn't know, and you, you know, you didn't know. I didn't and, know. Um, and um, and even if we, even if you do, who cares? I mean, am I supposed to feel bad because gen- my genetics have my hair falling out? Screw that. If I'm a, if I'm fat, that's on me. You know, hair falls out. That's not on me. So that's yeah, all they do is, is they move they move a strip of hair from the back of your head. They take a strip out of the back of your hair uh, headline hairline and they move they move the hair all around to the tops and it just grows like your regular hair you don't have to do anything ever again with it it's just like regular hair it's and great how many years out from this surgery are you seven wow and is it supposed to last how long is it supposed to last lifetime when do you got to go back hair- for a tune-up Never. I mean, unless Jeez. they keep lo- unless they lose more hair, right? So for me, it was it was hair loss at the front. So we moved mine to the front. Right. I haven't had the back of the hair. I haven't had hair loss in the back. If that ever happens, then I could do it again if I want. Well, nobody loses it around the the horseshoe. Like even right. the baldest of the bald, you still grow on the horseshoe. It's it's the crown, and it's the front that goes. So that's right. All right. Now, well, and that's why they pulled. That's the donor area. Is mm, that is that part it. back there? Is the horseshoe? That's right. So now people know it's not. I'm not ashamed. I'm still. I'm seven years later. I'm still cutting ads. You know, every two months, new ads for this place well, in town great. that did my uh, that did mine. Yeah, I, I recommend it. All right. Well, since you're going to have to cut your own hair, may I recommend to you charge a little thing <laughs> called the Floby. <laughs> Only a skilled professional could produce a good layered haircut. Tens of thousands have been sold to satisfied customers. Why? Because it really works. Proper suction is the key to getting a oh, great yeah, looking baby. haircuts. Proper suction is, of course, the key. The Floby was an infomercial device from the 80s in which basically it was a vacuum tube that had clippers embedded into it so it would suck mm-hmm. your hair up to a certain length. And they had different length shoots on it. So if you wanted it shorter versus longer, you could do it. And it was no mess because it sucked all the clippings up as well. With no cleanup. Right. 
You hooked it to your own vacuum. That's right. Right, exactly. You, you hooked don't even it have to... up to your own vacuum. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know a guy with a gigantic, full head of hair who uses the Floby today. You've got to be open. kidding me. Absolutely. Loves it. Has used it for years and years. He's on like his 10th Floby. And uh, he, he is a, what happened to the first ones? They all broke. Uh, they were down in they, time. I guess they dull or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, then uh, what does a Floby cost? How many cuts do you have to do yourself before you're ahead of the game economically wow. versus paying somebody? Oh, not, I, I, bet I bet you are ahead of the game on your first one, depending on where you go. Cost to get a use it. Hold on a sec, Charge. Let me shake my phone here. You know how it is with these cell phones. All right, I just shook my phone. We'll see if that works. Yeah, there you go. They're right there. Um, I, now, it, it probably costs typical typical haircut is 30 bucks upwards but for guys. 60 bucks, 80 bucks at the top end, your Floby's going to pay for itself right okay. away. Yeah, but you're going to get a shitty haircut. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Now, my guy's got it all figured out. His hair, you would never know it was Flowbead. I think if you've got the right hair and you put time into learning the Flowbead, I think you can get a pretty good cut. Okay. All right, you've got today, you've got things that people do at concerts that ruins it for everybody yes. else. And I have the I have three little audio clips of toys slash games from the 70s and 80s that were near and dear to my heart. So we're yes. going to go back and forth. One, two, one, two, one, two. I'll have audio. You won't, but that's okay. But I'll look up your audio no, when you I, give them to me. Yeah. Okay, good. All you right, see, you emailed me the links? Okay. All right, yes, good. I, you've got, yep, you've got links. And so you won't know, you won't know from just the YouTube link, looking at the link, it's all garbagey stuff. Right, so you won't here, know until you start it. Okay, here we go. Ready. Here we go. This is the first one. You just tell me if you know it or if you had it as soon as you hear it. Okay. The Pete and Ricochet Tracer Racers comes with what you see here. Assembly required. Launches three cars without reloading. Follow instructions to race. First one to get all oh. three cars to win. Yes. Ricochet racers. Target. There's a demolition derby cars where the pieces fly off, right? No, no. Oh, I thought that's there. what it was. One car through, you can make it two. Only three cars through will really do. Repeat and ricochet tracer racers. Blows in the dark. Other launcher and cars sold separately. So in other words, this was a plastic gun that shot cars. So you would load oh, the three yeah. cars into yeah. the gun like it was a shotgun. And then yeah. you would shoot them at targets. And because as if that wasn't boss enough. They glowed in the dark. Now, what every kid, right, you'd shoot them at each other. At the cars, right? I mean, the whole point was they have the cars well, hit each other, right? Right. They were The guns were angled so that they would shoot smoothly out onto a flat surface, a table, the yes. floor, you name it. But yeah. if you were to lift the gun in the air and shoot it at your buddy, Mike Nelson, for example, <laughs> <laughs> who's going to stop you from doing that? Answer Not nobody. Mike Nelson. Exactly. Nobody. That's right. Now, do you remember the demolition derby cars I was describing? I do. Where you, the cars that hit each other, like the hood the parts, fly off, yeah, and the doors exactly. fly off and all that. Yeah. Those were yeah, very yeah. cool. All right. Your Those first cool. one is charge what? Uh, well, you, you started. Play it six different ways. Some like to play at tic-tac-toe. Others can test their skill at echo. 
Some play a tune on Music Machine or try to play Blackjack 13. Merlin is six electronic games in one. It's really fun for most everyone in the family. <laughs> six pen light batteries not included. Merlin! Yes! Oh my God, we have one of those. I now remember it. I had not thought of it in years. And you Merlin, own one. It looks, it looks like a big red cell phone, like an oversized red cell phone. And instead of numbers on the dial, there's just LED lights that light up and turn off. That's right. Now, Merlin was the, according to Wikipedia, Merlin was the best-selling toy in 1980 with 2.2 million sold. <laughs> oh. Merlin... Now this the, the Merlin was the worst the worst and lamest video game system ever but it was handheld Zabe and back then the closest thing we had you know the closest thing we had to a video game in, in your hand was was like basically nothing and but this thing it looked you mentioned it looked like a phone it had a grid like a, a three by three grid on it right so you could play tic tac toe. I don't yeah. know if you want to play tic-tac-toe, but you could. It, <laughs> you could, it exactly. Also, it also had Music Machine. Now, Music Machine is a music machine in as much as your phone going boop, 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 was a music machine. Yeah, you're like, wow, That's that right. sounds like uh, green sleeves. It's so exciting. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> then it had Blackjack, but it didn't have – it couldn't do Blackjack up to 21 it's blackjack was at 13. Shut up. <laughs> yes. Well, it's not blackjack then, is it? It's 13, Jack. Correct. Unbelievable. All right. Yeah. Here's here's my next one. And I'll play the music. Just shout it out if you know it. Shout it. Well, right. they'll say what it is right away. You tell me if you had this right. thing. Parker Brothers' new Ganipkin op is very easy to play. You simply try to ganip your three balls through the hoops into the other side. And the other guy tries to ganop his three balls into your side. But while you're ganipping, he's ganopping. He's ganopping. You're trying to out-ganip him while he's trying to out-ganop you. Hey. So ganip down to your store and grab the new game from Parker Brothers before they're all ganop. Oh. From Parker Brothers. Ganip ganop. Ganip ganop. That commercial was as cheap as the game. So basically, it's an enclosed little box where there's three holes in the plastic divider, and there were balls a little bit larger than ping pong balls with buttons to shoot them across the way and through the holes, but the goal was to try to get all three of yours over to the other side before the other person did it to you, and the name Ganip Ganop is Ping Pong, ping pong spelled backwards. backwards. Did you yeah. ever have Ganip Ganop? I didn't have it, um, but I, I had friends who did, and basically it turned into a couple of 12-year-old boys just slamming the oh. thing as hard and fast as they could, right? Just hitting those buttons, button, 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 and, and uh, ultimately they always broke. They were just cheap plastic, and they couldn't withstand the beating of 12-year-old boys. Right. And then uh, this from Charge, his second one. Ladies and gentlemen, we challenged hotshot Dick Tchaikovsky to play the Mattel Electronics football game. Dick doesn't know. Inside is a tiny thinking computer that plays like a whole team of pros. Dick's got the ball, but that computer defense is tough. He drives up the middle. Stop goal. One yard. Now Dick cuts left down the sidelines. Touchdown. Mattel Electronics pocket football with a built-in computer. Hey. Who's in there? Oh, hey, who's in there? I don't think this. I don't think this actual NFL play. Of course, there's no NFL logos no. used. It was like no blue logos, team, no red team. Hold on, let me yeah, hear the name of this guy again. Ladies and gentlemen, we 
challenged hotshot Dick Chikowski to play the Dick Dick Chikowski. Dick Chikowski. That sounds hot dirty right there. Hey, Dick Chikowski. Play the Mattel Electronics. Mattel Electronics challenged hotshot Dick Chikowski to play the Mattel Electronics football game. I love it. Get stop for stop for one yard, and everyone's all his teammates are huddled around, going, "Yeah, you suck, Dick Chikowski." <laughs> Dick Chikowski is what you get if you spend too much time in a Tijuana brothel. Oh, exactly. Chica- hot shot. And you, the worst case of it is the hot shot case of it. Exactly. Oof, man, the burning, the burning. <laughs> 1979 yeah. was when the uh, toy came out and it sold a ton. And of course, we got very good at it as kids, whereby they showed Dick Chikowski playing it. And he's like one fingering it up, down, up, down, left. <laughs> when in absurd. reality, we quickly realized. And they had to come out with a second version of it so quickly because kids mastered it. Oh, they were good at it. Absolutely. So the Mattel football game with the world, the little, uh, the little red blips was incredibly popular. All everybody, all the cool, all the kids had it. Um, and then if you remember, eventually they came out with a two-player simultaneous version. So you could have all play yes. against your friends. I had buttons on, on either end of it, and you could play both sides of it. And that was – that's where you could – you had cooperative gaming way before we had Xbox Live. Yeah. I'm looking at uh, – and then there was Coleco's electronic quarterback, yeah, which was, was different one. from Mattel, which had a kick and pass option as well. Yes, because remember, the first one didn't have any passing, I don't think. I think you had to get Mattel Football 2 to get passing, I think, if I if memory if memory is correct. Coleco, yeah, yeah that's how I remember. But, man, how big, what did, what how did big it was that football game? What did it game? cost back then? Oh, and one more thing on this oh, Mattel Football. Oh uh, I, remember, I remember it being like 80, 90 bucks. I think it was pretty expensive for then. There was a there was a cheat code you could put in, you know, like the Konami code, right? Up, up, left, left, down, right, down, right, up, down. There was a code you could put in that would secretly silence the game, so you could play it in class. So there would be kids that would have it like in their lap, and they'd be playing Mattel football silenced in their lap. But there was no button to like there was no sound or volume button. You had to know the code to deactivate it. Right. I'm looking up original price, and I can't seem to find it. But it was not insignificant. Uh, no. It, 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 in $1980, to be asking your parents for an $80 handheld blip game, you better have some very nice parents or you better be on really good behavior, for sure. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. My parents would not give me one. And I begged and tried. I tried Christmas. I tried birthday. It was too expensive. They weren't giving out gifts like that. So I had to, I had to scrimp and save, and it took me – a year yeah. to finally to finally get enough money. Yeah, it was it was brutal. And then the number one the the third game for both of us, it turns out we did hit on a similar one. This oh, is yeah. Evil Knievel and the Evil Knievel shock absorbing <laughs> stunt cycle. <laughs> you can make them wheelies. Backstands. Evil. By the way, none of this stuff, none of it was replicatable in real life. <laughs> what they filmed in this commercial should have Evil been... Knievel sold separately or with the Evil Knievel stunt cycle from Ideal. So wait, hold on. Is it sold separately or is it sold with the stunt cycle? Remind me, Mattel. Like, that's a weird thing. Sold separately or with the stunt cycle. 
Well, so yeah. separately or with the Evil Knievel stunt cycle Ooh, from my weird. Well, which, okay. well, hey, which is it? I thought yeah. you got it with the bike. I have no idea. But uh, the, the video of the commercial is ridiculous because they show the bike jumping a four-foot ditch off of a piece of plywood. Okay? That's right. Yeah. Like here. I talked over it. Here it is. And for that big jump, here's Evil up and over that four-foot ditch. Okay. <laughs> Did you notice when he landed, purportedly, thanks to this creative editing, yes. he then popped an instant wheelie yes. after sticking <laughs> the landing and then ran another 20 feet before finally laying it down in the dirt. No um, freaking way. How many takes did that film crew have to go through? A million takes. That, a with, million. With, with fishing wire and with, <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't say digital editing, that editing, they didn't have it back then, but they did something. It should have been For a sure. lawsuit. It should have, the Better Business Bureau and the, the deceptive advertising people should have swooped in and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a bicycle you can crank up and watch it zoom off the end of your porch. Other than that, not going to do a lot of tricks. No, not now. And I, and I think you and I have touched on this in, in podcasts past. The real fun with the evil Knievel stunt cycle came when you added fire. <laughs> now, now evil Knievel is really going to make his money when you get the, <laughs> when you get the, the lighter fluid out on the driveway yep. and you, you got him going through rings of fire. Now yep. we're talking fun, baby. Yep. Yeah. Now, right. Hey, evil, you tough guy. Jump over uh-huh. this fire. Hey, man, I didn't say I was going to jump over that fire now. Come on now. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Okay. Let's uh, transition to the uh, people that ruin it at concerts. Things yes. people do to ruin concerts. I've got one, and I don't go to a lot of concerts, but you do. But here's one that I have heard before, and I'll, right. I'll throw it out there. You tell me if it makes the list. Set list guy. Oh, I got one. Yep. Set list guy has already seen via the internet and chat rooms what the set list for a particular tour is mm-hmm. and then announces a song or two ahead. Oh, you know that uh, so-and-so is coming up in a second. You're like, damn it. I don't want to hear that. I want to yeah. just enjoy the concert and let it unfold in real time to me. Um, I'm totally with you on that. I want to be surprised by the songs. I don't want to know the set list, but there are pl- a lot of people that really are into that. In fact, they won't even go, right? Like, I, 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 you know, I'm only going to go if they're playing the songs I love. And I, I guess I can understand that if it's a middling band or whatever. But even so, when you step into the, the concert arena, you can't tell everybody around you what's coming up. Keep right. that to yourself. You can't right. do that. So set list guy is one. Who else is on your uh, bleep list of people who ruin concerts? These are all true stories. I'm going to give you four true and reasonably short stories okay. of things that people that have. They don't need to be short. They don't need to be short. We're in quarantine. Continue. That's a good point. All right. First, uh, traveling to see the Black Keys and the Joy Formidable in Buffalo, New York. Outdoor concert, like 300,000 people were packed in pretty tightly. And by the way, of note, stunningly beautiful actress Kate Mara was standing right by us. Shut up. How do you know it was her and not just somebody who looked like her? Because let's be honest, a lot of goth chicks look like her. Um, Because you, you know, 
You can tell. You just know. I mean, okay. you're, I, you're, I saw, enough. you know, we've seen, yeah, I've seen enough of her. Um, and thankfully through, through those early two seasons of, um, um, uh, the Kevin Spacey president show. Um, Oh, uh, house of cards, house of cards, first two seasons of house of cards before, uh, she met with an untimely demise, Kate Mara, you know, you, you, yeah, you just, you know, anyway, group of six people in front of us, total jackasses. These six, uh, I like the opening band. They were talking and laughing through the whole thing because they weren't there for the opening band. They're there for the black keys, which I can get. They are smoking the stinkiest, skunkiest pot. You can imagine <sighs> awful. Oh, hate it. Then the worst part is there's this one very large woman directly in front of us who is out of her mind high and she's trying to dance to every song, but she's flailing around like she's having a seizure and she keeps running into me and my then girlfriend, now wife Roxy. We're getting kicked, hit, slapped by various body parts. She doesn't even know what's going on around her. She doesn't even notice because she's so messed up. And that, you know, and I know that. Uh, you know, we should have just like moved away. But when you're all packed in 30,000 deep, it, it's not so simple to find your own space again. So that's number one. Okay. Number two. And this just happened to me three weeks ago. And what I didn't know then was going to be the last concert I'd be attending for a very long time. Two dudes behind me. I'm seeing a band called Murder by Death. Um, <laughs> Murder which, by Death. <laughs> yeah. Good name, right? All right what, um, what kind of group is Murder by Death? They are this super cool uh, indie, folky, um, quasi-country rock band. The dude's voice is unbelievable. He sounds a little bit like um, a little bit like Johnny Cash almost, but it's still a rock band. Yet they've got like cello and strings and accordion, and it's just super weird. Murder by Death. I like him a lot. Okay. Two two dudes behind me, Zabe, are super fans. They know all the words to all the songs. How do I know that they know all the words to all the songs? Because they sang every song for the whole concert. Here uh, I am. I'm, I'm listening to this great, great singer. Oh, I love this song. Lost River. Just let this play for a second. At least you get to his voice. Oh, wow. I like, I like groups that use odd instrumentation, such as violins and cellos. Dry your eyes. I know place where nobody can hide. I know place where nobody can hide. Last time I saw you, our table was bare. If you're enjoying, I would lead you there. Alright, so. Now, it'd be one thing. Okay, it's one thing if it's Neil Diamond and. You know, Sweet Caroline. You know, Sweet Caroline, right. You're okay. supposed to <laughs> sing that. You're not supposed to sing every song for a group like this, and these asshats did it. Correct. And they were having the time of their life singing along to every song. I'm like, dude, I'm right behind you. You're singing into my ear, and it's terrible. Did, did you turn and say, hey, man, do you think maybe you cannot sing, or did you just say that's going to be more trouble than it's worth? More trouble than it's worth. You're right. And you know what? And they were having so much fun. I didn't want to take that away from them. But man, what a bummer. I have to check them out. I'm going to need, I'm gonna need a, uh, a charge uh, starter list of your weird ball bands. Because you're a it. fan of weird ball bands. And I, I want to be more eclectic in my taste. So there you go. I love it. All right. Next Murder time, by death. How many more next. concert ruiners do we have? 
three. Okay. We'll go. <laughs> next. We got plenty right. of time. This, one's short. this next one's short. Band's called Calexico. They are a Tex-Mex rock band with a horn section, and they sing about half in Spanish, half in English. Calexico based is out uh, of? Um, based, this is how you know they're legit. What's Tucson. their best song? Iron and Wine, Tucson. Alone Again, California? Iron Iron and Wine is another is a band that they play with. Oh. Um, I think the um, that they frequently play with Calexico. I think the song you should throw in the background is. Hmm, hold on. Under the wheels. Yeah, yeah. Under okay. the wheels. That'd be great. Yeah, under the wheels. Perfect. All right. So tell me about yep. Calexico. Uh, so Calexico is, uh, as I mentioned, they're. You know, their their live shows are fantastic. There's like eight nine guys on stage, and again, you get horns, you get like a trumpet, you get all all kinds of great stuff in it. I love it. So, um, we're all packed in again. This is this is a venue that holds about a thousand people in it, and guy right in front of me gets out his phone, holds it up, and starts filming. I'm like, okay, no problem. We all do that, but Zabe whole show he's got his hands in the air holding his phone to video the entire show so you didn't like it because it distracted you or because you thought it or you thought it's it's in my line of sight okay and and everybody that's you know you know within five or six rows of people behind him it's all in our line of sight that's when you need you need to spill a beer strategically on said phone and go whoops sorry about that no kidding what a front oh Calexico under the wheels. Yeah. Okay. Um, super funky band, great live, better live than uh, than recorded. All right. Okay. Next up. Next. Uh, this is explosions in the sky. Explosions in the sky. The song you could throw on in the back is um, "Your Hand in Mine." Your, your Hand in Mine is their epic classic. It's their it's their big hit. Um, they're most notable for our audience is doing the soundtrack to Friday Night Lights, the movie Ooh. and the TV show, which many of us love. This is an instrumental guitar driven band that tends to start just like you're hearing now, quiet songs. And then it builds to something absolutely epic through the course well, of what is usually six, seven minutes long. It's an eight minute and 17 second song. So it's clearly not made for commercial radio. The Correct. first comment on YouTube is I just ate a sandwich listening to this. Then I ate another sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so zip. Zip this song, say, just anywhere arbitrarily in the middle so you can get All something right. a little more. I'm uh, going to four, 425. All right, now yeah. we're cooking. It's the build is on at this point. We're not at the we're not at the crescendo, but the build is on. All right, so talk so to me about this is yeah. this is one of my favorite bands. They tour relatively infrequently, and I look forward to seeing them. I've traveled to see them. Big deal when they come to town. They're here in town. This is only last summer. General admission show in a venue that holds about a thousand people on the floor, and I'm in the Roxy and I are in the third row of people from the front, Zabe. So we got they got there early for elite placement. I've stood around through a horrible opening act, standing, standing, standing. They finally get on. I may have got my perfect spot, and about halfway through the show, this wobbly frat boy worms his way up <clears throat> in right in front of me, and he starts shouting to the guy in front of me. 
and his speech is a little bit slurred and he's not standing right. So he's clearly messed up. And the guy in front of me doesn't respond. And at first I assumed they knew each other, but they didn't. So frat dude starts yelling louder and he doesn't have a sense of awareness here of what's going on. And finally dude in front of me is like, you got to stop, shut up. And those two are going at it verbally. Now messed up frat boy starts touching him and trying to apologize. He's shouting apologies and touching this dude. I'm and sorry, guy, man. I'm sorry. Exactly. So yeah, in other words, yeah, dude, any exactly. drunken any drunken frat boy will ruin anything, but they'll really ruin a concert for sure. Really ruin this. And the good guy next to me is losing it. Finally, the guy next to me is he, he, he literally leaves. Now, unfortunately, I'm next up for this guy. Oh, no. And now he's shouting to all of us, and he's touching us, and nobody wants any part of it. Can't you get the bouncers? You can't. That's the problem. How do you do that from the middle of the floor of a concert that's happening in the middle of this? How about you kick him right in the knee and blow out his ACL and MCL, and then that's that. And you'd be like, "Mm, I don't know who did that. Literally, he's so drunk he can't say anything. You just look down and go, bam, and you kick him right there behind the kneecap. So here's what happened. I I start yelling at him to shut the hell up, and now we're in a yelling match that's clearly disruptive to everybody. And I'm starting, I'm ge- I'm getting to the point. I'm going to hit him. My I'm I'm clenching, Can- and the guys next to me get in. They got they're like, dude, don't do it, don't do it. And then Roxy moves me out of the way, and we back up. But how long his, ago was this? He this was this summer. Oh he, Jesus. You're about he, to throw fist with somebody. Unbelievable. So, I've never punched anybody in anger in my life. I'm, I'm telling you, I was seconds away from doing it here. And he ruined the whole second half of the show. The and there is, there is no way for you to move away from him? Well, I could always go backwards, right? I mean, I could always just, you know, go back, 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 back. Although I had to worm my way backwards. I think sometimes right? you have to. Spot. Sometimes I, you I, have to. I mean, if it's that bad... It's not worth getting in a fight, breaking your knuckles, getting arrested, who knows what else, getting vomited on. You really the it's it feel you feel like a total pussy, but you just have to retreat basically. Here's the ending of the song, by the way. I think it literally just ended. No, it's got a it's got a minute left. Or no, it's got ten seconds left. So there you go. Okay. And the last concert ruining prototype on your list. A band called Mogwai, M-O-G-W-A-I. Take Me Somewhere Nice. How about that for a song? Uh, Give me a Glasgow Mega Snake, please. (laughs) (laughs) Glasgow Mega Snake. Mega Snake. Okay. By Mogwai. And hearing the music is is important for this. Um, This is a hard-rocking, in-your-face, instrumental, guitar-heavy band. Okay. Where'd you see them, by the way? Uh, First Avenue, an iconic location in the Twin Cities where Purple Rain was filmed. And when was this? It's, um, this concert event, this where this went wrong, was about three years ago. Okay. And this, you got to know, you, you know, sometimes you go to a show and there's a lot of movement in the crowd. There's maybe dancing or whatever. There might be a mosh pit, whatever. This is the kind of band. This is a nodding band. Right. Everybody's just sort of nodding their head. Right. You're nodding (laughs) your head with in in time with the the music. Right. You're a little bit high. You're a little bit drunk. You're feeling good. You're with the girl. You're nodding. You're Mm -hmm. nodding. Yeah. Right. It's that's that's the bit on this. 
but not the guy behind me. He's decided he wants to dance. Okay. And I mean, he's doing like the big, big dance stuff. Nobody's dancing. Is he doing Elaine Bennis dancing? Out of control dancing, thumbs out, lawnmower, shopping cart. You're like, dude, what are you doing? It's so bad. And again, he's bonking into everybody around him because he doesn't have control of his body very well. Guy next to me finally just loses it. The guy I came with and uh, my good friend, Matt. Matt turns to him, shouting matches ensues. Um, and this guy is doing the old, I paid for my ticket. Oh. I can do what I want. Oh, no. Oh, and no. I, you know, you've been doing sports talk radio long enough to hear that. I know that, that many I times. know that guy for sure. Yeah, you know that guy. Mogwai! Any lyrics to these songs? No, I'm about usually one one song and album has lyrics, but generally no. So these are um, these are bands that are like instrumental bands, basically. Yeah, instrumental. These last two, uh, and these two, there's a there's a genre called post rock, which is a subgenre of rock, which is primarily instrumental, guitar driven, and Mogwai and Explosions in the Sky. They're the Beatles of post rock. These are enormously popular bands within that little. You know, within that little vertical of music. Yeah. So there you go. Got okay. ways that people have ruined concerts for me, right there. Here's a here's a big takeaway that I take away from this, and it it's actually I like to think of it as a positive. Pretty soon, well, not pretty soon. Let's call it six months. You're gonna say to yourself, "My God, I missed being around all these assholes so." much (laughs) because there will come a day in which we are allowed to congregate at concerts at events at sporting events and it's going to be glorious because of what we're going through right now we are being taught the appreciation of just how much we like to congregate as a society right Mm -hmm. yeah we are we're social people most of us are (laughs) right so so the next time you meet these prototypes at a concert just say to yourself yeah sucks he's an asshole but Still better than having nothing to do and nowhere to go. Having to look at your family again. <laughs> nothing against anyone's family, but there <laughs> no, are limits. No. <laughs> there are limits <laughs> That's right. to one's family. Charge, yeah. what a great half hour with you as always. We appreciate it, buddy. Stay sane, stay safe, fun. and we'll uh, get through it on the other side. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye, buddy. All right, let's mop up with a couple of quick things. The NCAA has approved an extra year of eligibility for spring athletes. This is a good thing, all things considered. Uh, Their decision will uh, extend the eligibility of all spring spring sports student athletes, not just seniors whose careers would have ended after the cancellation of their seasons. I'll leave it up to each school to decide whether to grant seniors in spring sports less or equal financial aid next year compared to what they received this year. Larry David has started a GoFundMe page to help Riviera caddies. I mean, it's a nice thing, although it sounds like it's ripped right out of one of his Curb Your Enthusiasm episodes. Ah, come on, these guys need money in a pandemic. Yeah, we, we gotta help them out here. With the golf course closed indefinitely, the loopers need our help, says the page. As of Saturday evening, more than 113 grand of the $150,000 goal had been raised. David, who is a Riviera member, donated five grand to that total, while Tom Brady is shown as contributing two grand. So there you go. 
Yeah. As Larry David himself would say, yeah, not far. I'm not sure how far that's going to go. I hate it when streaks end. And this was a hell of a streak. It was a 671 year run. The church of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem is now closed due to coronavirus. The last time it was closed, 1349 during the Black Plague. Wow. Hell of a run. Crap seven, clear the line. 671 years of being open all the time. And then there's Mike Francesa, who is pivoting more to politics. And you can imagine with this pandemic and being in New York City, he's got very firm thoughts on things. He apparently lit up Donald Trump today because he dared to bring up the MyPillow guy to showcase him making 50,000 masks a day. That rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. But Francesa, the day before, said the following about this whole pandemic. But listen, you got to understand this. These are just, as we all know, as you wake up every day and see what's going on. I mean, this is just a very, very strange time in our history. And we all have to chip in any way we can. You know, everybody, I don't care what business you're in, you've been impacted. I don't care how good your business is, it's not very good right now. I don't care how good your business will be again, and we will come back and look back on this as a nation and as an economy and laugh, but not now. Because right now we haven't figured it out yet, and we don't have any answers. And we are in a crazy, uncertain time, as you saw what went on in our area in New York last night, where we had basically a back and forth as to whether or not they were going to completely close the tri-state area, which didn't seem feasible. I don't think we're going to look back and laugh exactly, not even in 10 years. We're not going to laugh. We may look back and say, damn, that was a really, really expensive lesson in not being prepared for a pandemic. Or maybe we'll laugh. Who knows? That'll be it for today. Thank you so much for downloading. As always, I appreciate those who subscribe to Fridays. Get the ZabeCast app. That's free. Fridays cost you 16 cents a day when you amortize it over the course of 30 days. But then you get more of me. And I appreciate all that. that. Rate and review so our algorithmic overlords bless our crops and this podcast. And tell a friend who likes good entertainment, even the middle of a complete Corona apocalypse shutdown of all things sports and stuff we love. Have a great Tuesday, people, and we will see you tomorrow.